Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to episode 532 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. First up, Big Diesel. It was a, there was a Patreon ex- exclusive on the weekend with the news, but uh, straight to the C, straight to the C grade touch update. Can you can you tell the listeners what you told us? Uh, we had a uh, very very tight contest on the weekend. Uh, zero tries for the Big Diesel, but we did uh, did squeak squeak out a draw, which. Put us into second place on the ladder, so we we threw to the finals. We played third place on Saturday. Um, potential controversy. Uh, yeah, most dangerous player on the opposition team. We're due to uh, play this coming weekend. Who yeah. uh, was the difference? The last time we played him a couple of weeks ago, young fella uh, could potentially be ineligible due to not completing his uh, registration and sign-ons across the course wow. of the season. That's a fucking rookie mistake. Yes. So hang on, does that, what does that mean? Does that invalidate the, the other result? It, well, it means he's ineligible for finals, so potentially. Okay. And uh, so I would imagine... He, he was legitimately scored, scored three, four tries as we faded pretty badly at the back end of the game last time we played him. Uh, so he was legitimately the difference. We lost by two. He scored four tries, three of them at the back end of the game. So Yeah, wow. Uh, yeah. Certainly their most dangerous uh, attacking player. Yeah, And I imagine oh. that you... I would imagine that, that uh, as as staunch adherents of the, the laws governing C-grade touch in Toowoomba, you would obviously be insisting... The you know, the rules be abided by in this case. Pretty pretty close to the secretary of the Toowoomba Touch Association, if I'm honest. <laughs> and, uh, and will you be will you be using that that, well, that relationship? He's, a, he's on the same team. The rules are he, he plays on the same team as me. So uh, look, the rules apply to everyone. The rules apply to everyone. I said that's it. They do. They do. I mean, these your registration. How'd you go with your forms? Uh, you, you would you would understand I'm a fairly diligent person by nature with that stuff. I so my, my Look, sign I, on. I see you. While I say yes, you're a diligent person, and like certainly, you know, more so in the respect of like being a hard worker and stuff. I don't necessarily automatically jump to oh yeah, he's a paperwork guy. Oh, that's not the first thing I probably, think of. Yeah, I would imagine you've never worked with me. That's fair. That's oh, a fair assumption. I'm I'm going back <laughs> to all the horrible things Glenn said about Malaysians, and a lot of those were about their inefficiencies with paperwork. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and also their race, though. I mean, like to be fair, there was a component of that. Um, <laughs> you know, but no, I uh, the first thing I, I rock up early because I like to go. I, I, I like to uh, get there early and, and get through my. Uh, 
my rigorous stretching regime before the game. The first thing I do as I get there early is uh, go and do my uh, my sign-on and fill out my little form as part of the pre-game registration, which is compulsory, and uh, haven't missed one. There you go. So you got to do something before every game. Yeah, you just you go and sign the card and put your jersey okay. number in and, and sign right. that you. Yeah. So. Yeah. Right. Okay. So okay. So in that case. Just do you, looking do at you the sign thing. G, G Blakely or Big D's? No, no, I keep it official. I keep it official. So yeah, Big D's. So it's Big D's. Yeah, good. <laughs> TBD. Yeah. Now, so so that means you're playing these. You're playing these guys on TBD. On, 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 TBD. Ah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, he's doing. He's like loading the or something. No. <laughs> so <clears throat> so that means you're playing the two v three happens on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Win that, and then what? It's the grand final the following weekend. Following weekend, yeah. I I thought the f- last year it was because there was some makeup games and stuff. We played uh, not we we didn't make the finals, but the grand final was played the day after the semi. Oh, okay. And, and I can tell you, knowing how I feel come Saturday evening slash Sunday, I'm not sure the big diesel was up for that. <laughs> the big yeah, diesel was, like, was back in the yard this on weekend. Sunday. Yeah. It can't be. It can't be this week. It can't be this weekend because I got stuff to do on both days. I got to take kids to an exam on Sunday afternoon. So yeah. if it went back to back like that, it'd be no chance. But so, so with, are we are we saying that win and Saturday the second of August two o'clock? I suspect wow. that is it. This is like the NRL. It's official. It's already locked in the date and time. <laughs> well, that's. I, I mean, we played at two o'clock. I mean, if they mix it up now, Jesus fuck. All right. All right. Well, so. we know what we have to do. You know what you have to do, just win. Jeez. Now, if you if you in lose, the game you know, on the weekend, it, though, I, is, uh, it just, is it just like one one v four, two v three, yeah. win winner gets into the grand final, yeah, or is yeah. there like a do you, you no, know, no, no double buys at Cherry Two Freeland? semis, wow. and then yeah, yeah. So that's it. Wow. So, so so a run a run from the fourth place team. I mean, it's far different to like a run from the eighth place team in the NRL. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, there's yeah. no advantage to finishing no. first, second, third, or yeah, anything. No, like, yeah, okay. no, that's true. Gotcha. Uh, did. Uh, Jump, jump to take a, a pretty high ball, uh, and the guy that was on the opposite wing to me was probably a good foot taller than me, and yep. a, a fairly solidly built individual. I don't know if he's ex-military or what he is, but he's a fucking, he's a unit. Yeah. Um, and a bit of a mouthy cunt, I'll be, I'll be honest, but um, nice enough bloke. I fucking jumped up to take this ball, and whilst I'm in the air, he's, before I've taken the ball, he has given me the biggest shunt in the ribs. To the point where I was like, "Oh fuck, I'm going to hit the deck at a rapid rate of knots." But uh, Glennie, can I tell you? I was you? pretty graceful. I was pretty graceful. Attacking the pl- attacking players, jumping for the balls, fucking going around, Glennie. <laughs> it's been going around. This is uh, this is topical for you. I understand. Oh, very That's fucking, very fucking, very fucking topical. I didn't go beyond the horizontal, Nate. So you'll be you'll be you'll be well. happy to hear my safety and welfare was never in danger. Yeah, because I mean, like, if you had gone beyond the horizontal, guess what? It wouldn't have fucking mattered anyway. This is probably this is probably the most professional segue <laughs> we have ever done on the show. It is incredible, except we're we're so far away from any possibility of talking about that just now. <laughs> it's, so, it's, so, not, I mean, it's the timing of the C grade touch is, chat. What a shame! We've got what, it all wrong. What, a, what a shame that the C grade touch chat didn't happen to fucking occur in between fucking matches. <laughs> I tell you, Glennie, it, you, you didn't need such a good fucking segue. Because for the last six episodes, absolutely anything this cunt could have segued into fucking <laughs> yeah. refs faulting about a manly loss. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what? 
I was at work today and had a cup of coffee. Fucking coffee. You know who else drinks coffee? Those yes. cheating cunt referees. <laughs> fucking Ashley Klein. That's and especially he after. Buys it, he buys it with the fucking money that he gets from the fucking, from the fucking mob. <laughs> um, I will say, I know, I know a lot of people have uh, have carried, I mean, typically, this is, this is what people do. They have carried on like complete fuckwits about the whole touch football thing. But this... Coming I back, think most people actually fucking love it. Yeah, but playing and I've got I've got a lot out of it, and I, I set some pretty, um, pretty low goals if you know what I mean. Just get a little bit better every week and keep my ass moving, and um, yeah, it's it's actually I've got a lot more out of it than I expected, so I've, I've really enjoyed it. Fuck yeah! With the with the with the touch footy like in, in Toowoomba, the when you say like getting something out of it, I mean the bar there in Toowoomba would be like. Like a couple of rum and cokes and and pull a few roots, right? Well, look, I I, I don't quite have that profile within the touch community. <laughs> You're the big D's. I mean, <laughs> holy shit! <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the big D's amongst this community, but no you one would have, to you touch would, knows you who the fuck fucking, I am, and you, that's how I like it. You would have you would have fucking fucking single mothers forming a fucking queue all the way around, fucking ten times around the old M word brown stand. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, tell you, there is nothing that fucking greases the peach of a country woman quite like a big, virile fucking father of two showing what he used to be in his glory years. Not even close. Not even close. Because, because you know what? Those fucking unloved country women, they're experts at shutting their eyes and imagining they've got a 20-year-old Glenn Blakely. <laughs> He was a bit of a cock too, if I'm honest. <laughs> <sighs> oh, fuck. Big big D's runs on. It's fucking and butter in the you know butter the in biggest, the undies. The biggest revelation is uh, from this last weekend. I I will say that uh, my uh, touch football exploits have been generally met with a gross amount of disinterest from my wife, and. Yeah. Um, you know, to say that she couldn't really give a fuck would be a reasonable assessment of the situation. She uh, sent me a message as I was sitting on the hill um, watching Jackson play his last game for the season. Uh, and uh, how'd you go, Big Diesel? I said, uh, had a draw, into the finals we go. i tell you what, she's... Uh, She's pretty happy. Peach was great. She's pretty happy about it. She's pretty happy about it. Let's just there say. There you go, Glenny. I am gonna need. I am gonna need her. If you get into the final, the like, final, you win this weekend. I'm gonna. I am gonna have to talk to her and Jax as well because I'm gonna need. I mean, I can't be up there to cover the whole week. So I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need some feet on the ground to, to help me. To help me get the footage I need. Uh, I'll send you Jackson's number. He would be. He would be only too pleased to yeah. pull the piss and, and, out. And like you know, look, I, I'm, I'm gonna have. No, no, no. I'm gonna have like. It's gonna be a brief. The, yeah. the things I need, okay. and he's gonna, and you know, he's gonna, you know, no, no fucking around. He can take the piss out of you on the day. Oh, mm. Believe me, but, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, just, just this oh. is the type of fuckhead kid that I've raised, um, and I will say that this is part of the reason why he loves you because you know you you love this shit. Anyway, he had uh, careers, you know, a bit of a careers advice um, after evening uh, last week, and uh, we've. You know, left work early, met him at school. We've gone in and gone over his, his subject choices for next year, and and worked out that um, how that's all going to equate into the uh, the marks and uh, the boxes that he needs to check for university because he wants to get into psychology and mm-hmm. and um, the you know the careers 
advisor. Is that is that to help make sense of his own upbringing? I, I suspect that's part of it. Yeah. yeah um, okay, what the fuck is going on in that bald fuck's head? I think he he needs. Listen, one. He has a genuine desire to understand. <laughs> The first fucking lecture, they walk in there and they sit him down and they say, lesson one about psychology, you can't fix them. <laughs> you just can't. He can't fix them. <laughs> Can you imagine? Uh, he, he sits in there. It's like, so uh, today we're going to be studying uh, Freud, Freud's classic thesis, um, the big D's and why he is. <laughs> love it. I'll just study. <laughs> find new and inventive ways to, to invade his life. Um, um, anyway, she, she says to me, you know, how do, you, how do you feel? And I said, oh, look, you know, at the end of the day, he's got a path that he, he is setting out for himself and we need to make sure that we've, we've as parents, we've given him every opportunity. You know, I left school in year 10 and, um, you know, I wanted to, I didn't want my kids to have to scratch and scrape and, and struggle that way. I wanted to make sure that, you know, doors could be open for them if they were willing to work hard and, um, you know, I like to think that send him to a school like this and, and have an opportunity is, is, is part of that and the rest is up to him. He's got to do the work, you know. And she's like, oh, that's great, you know. And he goes through and does all these things. We sign off and say goodbye. And it all works out well. We walk out and Jackson's like, why'd you have to hit it with your whole morbid life story? <laughs> 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 this fucking kid, man, I tell you. Um, can you still game your marks in Queensland? I don't know. Game how? Well, that the used to be because of the the weighting that they gave certain subjects. Yeah, like I mean, you start to you have to do what you have to do well though. But I mean, but if you go you straight, could, no. If you did the if you did the two top end maths, yeah. If you do math science across the board, uh, it was those physics. I think yeah. it was, Japanese was the language. There were, anyway. There was a combination of subjects. Ja- Japanese, you could do. Japanese is the humanities, so you, you wouldn't. You, that, that, no, 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 no. It, it you wasn't. It wasn't back. about maths or science. It was about how they weighted the difficulty of the subject, and it meant that you only had to like get through on a C average. Yeah, and I you don't would, think that's... you'd end up with a better end of year end of year twelve mark than somebody that got like, you know, A pluses in fucking drama and music and all of that dumb stuff. There is a difference in the weighting like that, yeah. But um, yeah. but yeah, you still have to. You can't get through with a C thing. You gotta, you gotta do well in that. It's basically the potential maximum you can get out of doing math sciences, like so, math one, two, and you know, physics, chemistry, bio, because there's only five subjects. Nah, count bio wasn't thing. in it. And then if you um, because that's not a real science. Well, I mean, yeah, <clears throat> I mean, you're being, you, you I mean, you sound pretty woke at the moment. It's like it's no, bad. I'm saying chemistry and physics are, are the sciences. <laughs> Every, yeah. every everything else is basically gender studies. After that, yeah, there's no, yeah, there's no, there's, there's no, there's no humanities in there, in there though, um, because they awaited like fucking jack shit. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and that's it. You yeah, end exactly. up doing an arts degree. Yeah. So, so um, but yeah, fuck. There I mean, you go. This week in random fucking shit. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I went to the doctor on Thursday. Is it last week? Speaking of gender and, studies, uh, and he's like, and and yeah, and he's like, you know, and, and you know, he's like, you know, I just like to go there because, like, you know, it's it's like it's bulk building. I've got like you know good healthcare cover, and so when you get fingered, it's actually less than it costs for a fucking <laughs> whore, essentially. And Bang, so sorry, um, there you go. And uh, but uh, yeah, sent me for a chest X-ray and uh, got a call on Friday. Yeah, you need to sit down for the news. And, uh, you know, we found something on the x-ray. No, not really. <laughs> Bronchitis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck 
on the on the member side, I said on the member side, I said, yeah, I'm stage four lung cancer. <laughs> so did, he gave did me you some... did you then proceed to fucking laugh like Mutley? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> After a little pause, um, but um, yeah. So then they, they, they hit me with some must have been some fucking heavy duty. Uh, antibiotics like it, was, it was only three pills one one a day for three days with no repeats so I was like fucking that's normally you know last course of antibiotics I was, I was like you know one in the morning one in the afternoon for five days mm. but this was just one two three and so yeah it's, it's still present they said it'll still feel like it's present but you know give it give it a week and you'll be cool so we'll yeah. fucking see if not back there you get more drugs man I tell you because they handed out antibiotics for absolutely fucking everything to our generation, like kids who grew up in the eighties, you'd go into you'd go into your doctor with a skin knee. They'd be like, "Yep, oh, there's some fucking amoxicillin. Take that home yeah. and just fucking get that shit into you." I think we lost sight of how fucking great antibiotics are. Well, when and- you have too much of them, I mean, it's like it's actually yeah, not great at all because you. I mean, I, I can't. Remember, I don't think it was my missus. I might have been like her sister or her mother actually got to the stage where they just weren't effective <laughs> they weren't effective anymore after a number of surgeries well this is the thing. I, I don't remember if I told the story or not but back when I was single I caught something that needed a case of antibiotics and the strain of the thing that I caught did it right did it did it right did it right did it rhyme with gyphilis no right shmalagridia <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. See if that's I'm the you, title. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, can you say that again? Schmaglidia. Schmaglidia. I write that down. But because, because it was resistant to everything, the, the next step was they had to like fly in all these antibiotics. And I didn't know. At the high end, there are all these antibiotics that countries keep isolated from each other. And so there's all these scheduled, like these, you know, I think like half a dozen groups or something. And if you're in, you know, group A, you only prescribe these antibiotics so that if, oh, some, okay. so that if something resistant comes along, you can get a dose of country B's good stuff. Yeah, right. And, and start to fucking kill it. But just to go from the levels of discomfort after then two or three days to know oh, fuck which one was it do you know what the antibiotic or the I told you no, what it rhymes bi- with no the bitch that burned you no I don't <laughs> I don't um, so yeah no yay good go times what a fucking this, 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 is, this is a fucking excellent episode, so I'm glad everyone's enjoyed it. I said beforehand, like, we're going to get out of here in 90 minutes, but anyway, 20 minutes later, touch footy and fucking <laughs> venereal disease. <laughs> Away we go. All right, let's talk about some... Uh, I don't know what news we have to come up to coming up, so well, well, let's, let's get into the games and blast through them, and then we'll talk about the things we need to talk about. Uh, Thursday, Sharks, 32, to feed the Cowboys, 12, up there at the abattoir. Uh, the Sharks 32 tries to uh, the Moot, Nico Hines, uh, Hazelton, Royce Hunt, Wade Graham, uh, Nico, five conversions and a penalty goal. The Cowboys 12 tries to drink water and Valame, drink water, two conversions from two attempts. An ambush. Yeah. It really was. I, I thought the Cowboys were horribly disappointing, especially in a game where they're essentially trying to keep yeah. the season 
alive. Um, they're still a mathematical, I guess, but um, Chad and Drinkwater, I think they tried and they had their mo- they both had their moments through, through the game, but I, I reckon they were completely let down by their big men and, and the Sharks, uh, in contrast, were were good through the middle. Braley had a good game. Nico was, was far better and, um, yeah, this... I don't know what it means as far as the Sharks' credentials, but it certainly was a, was a pretty damning indictment. Yeah, it's two good, two good games in a row. Right? I mean, so, yeah, well, you wouldn't say yeah, they're definitely back or anything, and they have a very good game this week that could, to use as a test of that. Yeah. Um, like a meaningful game against a team in form. Mm. But, um, but, yeah, I mean, look, all, all sides, I mean, this is night and day from the Sharks' side that we've seen over the last sort of, you know, month and a half. So Exactly. It, it was almost as if for both of these sides, somebody, you know, set a, set a time machine back to whenever it was. The Sharks were setting the world on fire and, and yep. putting fucking massive scores on people every mm. week. Yep. And, and everyone... <laughs> 1982. And, and everyone was waiting to, you know, oh, the Cowboys are just a slow start, slow start, slow start. They never really got going, so... Um, it, it did turn out the opposite of how I think all three of us tipped it, and most people yeah. out there yeah, tipped definitely. it. Uh, but probably not surprising from from both of these sides' early season form. It probably just not, probably probably not surprising also from the standpoint that even now, regard yeah, you know, ir- ir- irrespective of this result, it's it's hard to fucking t- it's hard to predict what either of these guys are going to do. Yeah. I mean, it has been it has been for the last you know all season for the Cowboys. I mean, yeah. the the Sharks lately as well. Um, but look, you know, I guess uh, it's all for them to prove this weekend, and I, I think I think we'll be able to make a reasonable deliberation about whether the sharks are back or not after this week. Backs, yeah. Do you know who else has got backs? Fucking awesome. Ruben Garrick, and refs don't fucking care if he fucking <laughs> lands on it. <laughs> it's true. It's true. You're making it. You're making excellent. You're making an excellent point, Jay. And if you and, and if and if you would like to, if that's you want to just segue straight into the game with no more to say about the the Sharks game, by all means, let's do this. Ching because it's the next one up. Uh, the Warriors twenty nine feet the Mighty Manly Seeds Eagles twenty two um, over there in uh, New Zealand. The uh, good crowd. Good crowd. They're starting to. Jay, did I tell you about how I played touch football? <laughs> so How'd you play, Glenny? <laughs> Poorly, what? I thought you said. What? What? Oh, look, let Is me that a day? You. Are you saying that you... Do you know what else happened on a day? <laughs> Manly didn't get a penalty. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you. Don't get me fucking started. Um, the Warriors had a uh, hat-trick to DWZ. Uh, Torhu Harris and Murata uh, Nukore with tries. Uh, Poppy with uh, four conversions and uh, Shaw Johnson with a field goal. Uh, Manly, a hat-trick to Saab. Uh, a try to Jacob Arthur. Um, Garrick, three or four conversions. And that's your final scoreline. Who wants to go? Not all yours. Go on. You shut up. This was a, this was a very surprising game to me because uh, I th- would have thought that the Warriors, you know, with top three, like sort of sealing third, I mean, you know, one and two is out of reach. But to seal top three against teams like uh, the Storm, who are sort of, you know, coming home fairly strong, and even the Sharks, despite their indifferent form of late, I mean, you know, they're still battling with four and against to, you know, get that sort of, you know, top four position at the moment. So, um I would have thought with that much to play for, the Warriors actually would, would show their quality. And if that's a, if that's their quality, then not a fucking lot of it. I mean, out there on their fucking left-hand defense was exposed repeatedly over and over again 
with the with my daily you know, feed in Saab for those, for for his tries, and just overall for a team that's like they are pri- they you know their forwards roll forward, and especially your guys like you know Fanua Blake in a revenge game, you just expect these cunts just to fucking roll straight through the team that has you know two back rowers and fucking four props out, you know, un- un- unavailable for selection. But it just didn't turn out that way at all. So I was really, really happy with the way that fucking Manly played. I was really disappointed with the way that the Warriors played. And it makes me think that, like, you know, they were one of one of the, the chances to sort of at least make, you know, add some sort of wild card X factor to the finals. And I fucking thoroughly want... I'm with a fucking black fucking Sharpie... Just, just scribble all over their name now for 2023. I got no fucking chance. Fucking suck dick. Now, obviously, the big moment was, um, yeah, no, there was a number of moments, but what's in the in the interest of keeping it to a brief episode, the the, the all the talk was about the the uh, the tackle on uh, on Ruben Garrick when he jumped for the the bouncing kick after the the, the blocked field goal attempt, and. The thing that the thing that really shits me about this is the dumb cunts who listen to this show and who listen to what is this you've given me here? Oh, alcohol! Sensational! Just been given some alcohol. Must have heard what was coming. Is that a yeah. fucking? Is it <laughs> yeah, no, maybe Thanks for the method. Stop me talking about these fucking referees. Is it a Viking yeah. to come come with it, or are you? <laughs> She's hoping. <laughs> <laughs> and you, and you probably didn't hear that, didn't hear that but from, from, from off, off camera, we heard uh, you're acting like this is something that I've never heard before. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> now, the, look, I, the discourse around rugby league lately, and I, look, I'm very fucking self-aware. I know, I, I very much, un- I understand Are you really? that this podcast is a fucking huge contributor to what has developed as the rugby league discourse in this day and age. But it just feels like the, back in the day, you know, there was banner and there were people who were great at it and it was entertaining and it was fun. Like, you know, guys like Wars and stuff, it's just fun, right? But now it just seems to be this race to the bottom of who can be the dumbest cunt with the wor- with arguing in the worst faith possible just to be a dumb cunt. Um and this, this bullshit, funny, funny, funny how the rules only apply to man to manly manly games though. No, this is this is an observation for this is an observation for across the board. This is overall, but this one in particular was like a black and white fucking thing because you get the press conference after the game and Steve goes, "Listen, I know what the rule is, but obviously if players can be injured in that way, then the rule needs to change." How that gets filtered through someone's dumb cunt fucking ears? Is that what ears, he says? Yeah, that's what that's he said. An, you should read the quote. That's what he said. I've watched the fucking press conference live. What, what, what... what he said was, that's a penalty every day of the week. I know the rules say it's not. Yeah. That's what he said. That's a yeah. penalty, but I know the rules say it's not. Yeah. And then, but then, so so that makes like, no sense. That's fucking so people, so people say, people say he, doesn't know the, he doesn't know the rules. He fucking said he knew what the rule was. He's yeah. saying the point, the point that he's making is, if that sort of fucking injury can happen... And the game talks about, you know, protecting players and makes all these little fucking things like, you know, you can barely touch a player, like the, the hint of a crusher, the hint of a fucking this and that. That 
should I mean it should be fucking changed, and I'm and I'm pretty sure it will be changed by the start of next season. They'll they'll make it a thing. Yeah. Um, you know what the ins and outs of it will be, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure they'll do something about it because it's fucking not a great look. Um, but the point is, like, if they don't change the rule, fine, don't, because you can't penalise them for that which is great, but you could penalise them under existing rules for tipping him over horizontal, for the fucking reckless fucking place, position that they put him in. All that shit is very fucking penalisable and uh, and they elected not to do it. And that's uh, a fucking problem on. I have because... Are they? If, because all of those things yeah. need to happen in a tackle and that was contesting, if you put a, guy, that was contesting a ball though. It wasn't contesting, no, there was no contesting. He never left, the other guy, never, whoever it was, didn't leave the, they didn't leave the ground. They ran through, grabbed his ankle and tipped him and then let him fall to the ground. If you did the exact, if you put a player in the exact same position when you were standing on the ground and not fucking a meter and a half, two meters up in the fucking sky, you'd be fucking, you'd probably, you'd be binned, probably suspe- suspended for a decent amount of time, maybe sent off. If you put a, if you did the same thing, if you put a player in that kind of position in a regular tackle, um, in, in terms of like the lifting, lifting and tilting, take it up another fucking again, meter because it was in the air. lift and tilt though, he was jumping. Yeah, he grabbed his ankle and swung him into the position. He doesn't fucking he doesn't fall he didn't fall to the ground under his own fucking uh, you know in, in that way on his back. He would have landed on his feet if his fucking legs hadn't have been ankle hadn't have been collected and grabbed up and swung around. So this is that's the thing that I have the problem with. I've never wanted something to be over as bad as I want this. I just think it's it's not over. it's not something it's it's not something that can be fucking argued against. Um, the rule will be changed next year, hopefully. Um, even though it doesn't doesn't really happen that often, but I mean, still, a game that wants to fucking talk about protecting players. Maybe don't jump next time. Be fucking serious. Well, no, maybe you fucking yeah. Okay, yeah, that's a, that's a solution. Don't, don't fucking compete. Yeah, don't compete. Don't 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 compete because it's, the fucking rules don't cover you if you get fucking hurt. That's ridiculous. It. That's it. It's that's fucking ridiculous. Telling the players not to fucking compete. My fucking god. <laughs> You, you are you are exactly the fucking person I want to talk. And you know what? And, and, and you know what? I want to put. Congratulations! And, and you know what? all the time. The, the thing that I wanted to say in my preamble, but I didn't. But now you've made me say it because you're that cunt. The discourse change happened around 2021 when new when new Panthers fans bought their first fucking jersey after watching their first game of rugby league in about September 2021. So, um, <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> You're one of those with your, with your brand new fucking Dada jersey. <laughs> I fucking bought that thing at the grand final. That's a good I luck charm. I, I fucking know you bought it however, at the grand final. I was however, <laughs> I did take my other one off that was fucking cursed to put the new one on. <laughs> Look, Glennie, you just like, you can tell that Glennie's parents fought on um, You know how I know? Because of the way, because of, because of the way. Well, not just, really. They, they, they split the up when I was three, but it was, it was always very in, awkward in, when they happened to be in the same room. Playing with these fucking in, all seri- in all seriousness, it, do, it does. <laughs> fucking Legos. It does, it does go to show. Legos. Oh. Just how much fucking. <laughs> they looked at. I made a dick. <laughs> yeah, you would you would have got fucking beaten half to death if you did that shit. What what the fuck, Lenny? That's nothing like the. Oh, that's what mine looks like. It's rectangular with four little knuckles on the head. <laughs> that looks like a fucking mushroom, mate. What are you talking about? Isn't that um, what dicks look like? Real Dad? ones are supposed to be four, or five sizes, times, times the size of this. See, this is why I hate your mother. <laughs> No, impossible for a boy to inherit a clit, they said. 
Honestly, they hadn't even found the clip back then. It didn't even exist in the textbooks at that point. We're talking about like the fucking late 70s, right? Oh, poor little Glennie and his Peterus. It was sitting in Cyclopedia of Wonders after Bigfoot. They used, to, they, used to, they used to cut them off in Australia because they thought they were a risk of getting sun cancer. Oh. And this is why I keep coming back. Not for the fuckwits that listen to the show, just for um, you two. But, yeah, again, sauce. look, it's, oh, it's, so fucking, good. it's fucking hilarious that the Manly Refs faulting continues. But in all seriousness, it goes to show just how fucking reactive they are. And like you said, for a game that pr- proposes, oh, yeah, we want to protect players, then why not have the blanket rule? Yeah. And then why not have... And I understand the fucking potential can of worms this could open because it's another thing that a ref can interpret. But why not give the refs <laughs> something something like, you know, um, uh, ne- negligent conduct or fuck, yeah, what, call it whatever the fuck you want, yeah. but there's your fucking wild card that you can pull out when it's something that the, jet, the normal rules don't cover. And it's probably something that exists already in regards to like high tackles or something like that. They could say like you know sort of like a you know, some sort of like you know careless thing. Or Although, but this is what I'm saying. Yeah, half of it is that that poor fucking refs there going fuck me. What can I? Hang on. Yeah. It wasn't in the act of making a tackle. No, that doesn't apply. That doesn't apply. That doesn't apply. The bunker are probably in him going fucking. We can't think of anything to put that under. They they need a wild card. Mm. Um, yeah. And I'm and I'm sure they will because I mean the NRL in 2023 or yeah from 2020 onwards. Can I ask a question? The most reactive version of the NRL of all time. So uh, I'm surprised it hasn't already fucking cleared. With, in this week, I have a legit fucking Mandela effect moment here. Right? Mm-hmm. Is it not the rules now that if a ball bounces so after a kick, like after a bomb, mm. if a ball bounces and a player jumps for it? Are they still protected by the can't be tackled in the air rule? I thought they did because about four years ago, Tommy got smashed in a game in that exact in the, in the same circumstances. And that's it, like because it yeah. was once it bounces, because the, the rule was contesting a bomb, and after it bounces, yeah, it's no longer yeah. a bomb. Yeah. So that's maybe it's, yeah, it's, yeah. So how fucking stupid they've changed the rule but didn't include all times when a player could be in the air. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fucking and that's just, you know, the, like like everything we do, we rush them through and, yeah. you know. But, you know, at the end of the day, this is misses the first and maybe it's the only fucking time it ever fucking happens. I mean, you see a field goal, bet, you know, get charged down or whatever and, you know, how often does it bounce that we have to fucking go, you know. So, yeah, you know, we may never even see a use case for the fucking rule that they put through ever again, but... Um, it absolutely needs to be there, and, and I mean that was the winning of the game because I mean then Manly had a you know fullback that was was receiving attention out of and you know out of the game when when the when the try was scored that ultimately put the Warriors in front. So there you go. All right. Um, oh, Schuster, fucking drop this week. We'll talk about that with the team selections, but fucking my god, that cunt! I have a feeling that he's going to get fucking sent down to the fucking Kiama blowhole with his fucking assistant coach. <laughs> and I don't know how, I don't know, I don't know when, but oh my god, that fucking guy—he's got some fucking heart. He's got some harsh realities coming his fucking way. There you go. 
Roosters 34 defeated the Eels 12 at Combank Stadium. The Roosters 34 doubles two. Teddy, Swali'i, uh, Wong, Butcher also with tries. Swali'i, five of six conversions. The Eels, 12 tries to Bryce Cartwright and Clint Gutherson. Gutherson, two conversions. This game most notable for possibly the first and only fucking time that I've seen that whiny little cunt actually getting fucking punished for constantly mouthing off at the referee. <laughs> don't which hate made it. this a great... Don't which hate which it. Is fucking great. Yeah, great for the game. Yeah. Great for the game. I said it last week, I don't think enough still is being made of how far off para are this year as a whole. And, you know, it was evident again in this game, um, which just happened to coincide with Tedesco's best game in over a season. Um, thought he was given time and space by Parramatta and he took full advantage. Yeah. And, um, looked, you know, I don't know that he's got a lot of those performances over the course of a season, but he still has that level of talent and ability in him and, and, and it certainly lifted his teammates and the Roosters did it reasonably easy in the end. Um, well, now the Eels are mathematically out of contention. off the pace. And they don't have Moses. I mean, they just, they fucking just dropped it. Like, they have chucked mm. it in so badly. Yeah. And you get teams like, look at the fucking Tig Pies. Those cuts are still fucking putting in. And then you get these, and then yep. you get these last year's grand finalists fucking losers the one of the most embarrassing fucking seasons of all time when you take someone from a grand final to just wash mm. straight out the eight yeah was the last team to do that Tigers in 2006 I think it was um, the Cowboys in some year I think oh, yeah, we, we went through that through that last time though it's not not unusual like you look at the losers of grand finals and Pen- Penrith are the outliers yeah, but dump, I mean, like dumping straight out the back of the, you know, and ultimately, yeah, you know, the the eels are probably going to finish like fucking eleventh or twelfth. Yeah, yeah, that does not happen that often. But again, in this season, which you know, admittedly, is the closest season, especially at that area of the ladder, that's two two wins away from you know finishing sixth. Yeah, but so, they didn't get him. That's um, that's a fair point. But, but... also, fuck Parramatta, um, and. I hope their fans got excited for them making the grand final last year because that's as close to a cup as you're ever going to get. That's as like, I mean, when it's a window, it's like really like, it's like the little window on the front of the Titanic submarine. Yes. It's not like a real window. Tell you. It's just like, it's sort of a window. You can sort of see out there a little bit and then now the whole thing's just fucking imploded. You might think it's yeah. open, but it's always shut. The window <laughs> to the wall. You have hit the fucking wall. <laughs> <laughs> you eat my fucking balls. Skeet, skeet, Parramatta. Yes. Love it. Tigers 24. Defeat the Dolphins 23. Combank Stadium. Tigers tries to Glennie's mate, Icy Pole. Kapoa, Safarth, and Jake Simkin. Appy, three of four conversions. And the crucial penalty goal. Defeat the Dolphins 23, tries to Osako, Aitken, Bostock, and Fuller. Two conversions to Jermaine Osako, one penalty goal, and a field goal to Osako. He's still banging him over, old Jermaine. 
can like I? The good old days of the Bronx. Can I very very quickly, yeah. Glennie, and then the floor is all yours. <clears throat> I would just like everyone to remember um, that anything good happening to the Tigers at the end of the season is purely and one hundred percent exclusively due to fucking Luke Brooks and Dane Laurie, <laughs> neither of whom will be at the club next year. <laughs> <laughs> now, please, Glenny, go for it. Floor is yours. <laughs> you know who will be there? Appy. His competitiveness was the difference in the game. Um, found a way to, to claw back and put them in a position to to make a play to, to win it. They got the penalty. Um, and remember when Brooksy first did his did his hamstring or whatever, that like Appy was kicking goals and he was fucking horrific. Yeah. And yeah. then he lines this. And we were doing the game campaign. If you if you're on Patreon, there's a game campaign for the second half of this game with all the drama. Um, and when he and he he goes to set up a touch the kick from the touch line, thirty meters out, we're like oh fuck me, there's no chance. And my god, but for a fart in the wind. Could have sent it completely in other direction. It was that close. I mean, that was one of those storybook kicks where not only does it go over, but it goes over in the most lucky of circumstances, or maybe the most yeah. narrow margin of circumstances. Um, which just made it great. Everyone knows that I fucking love. I love the West Tigers in a member side. I ride those cunts hard. <laughs> you really do. Can I just point um, out? A pretty sad indictment on on the Dolphins and where they're at at this point of the season after showing so much promise at the start um, when they play the Tigers and it's a tight, really competitive game because the the Dolphins at the start of the season probably a 20-point better team than, than the Tigers have been at any point of the season. Yeah, so, the Tigers did it without Brooksy um, though too. That's I mean, fair. this was I, do, I remember seeing the socials from the Dolphins through the week though, and they had like a thing with you know with Wayne Bennett and like you know players going into go, going above superimposed above his forward for selections, and then like cross next one cross next one cross. Mm-hmm. So they had a lot of injuries, but so did you, so did you, Glennie. Well deserved win. Tigers still got that um, fight. I, I was pretty game. happy, you know. You know, at the end of the day, they're the the more than likely I don't even know if they can't get the spoon no, I think I, th- I think you might have I think you might have put yourself in a position where you can actually avoid it yeah okay. you, you need to rely on the dragons losing a game mm. so um, yeah cur- currently so you are we're, at we're probably cur- going to get it oh look out here it is let's go fucking predict away right you've now o- you've opened the fucking door um so we're going to reset... Pandora's predictor. Reset all of our predictions. Pandora's box. Um, <laughs> Can't Penrith. spell predictor without... So he, he, the, the important ones, right? The Dragons have got the Warriors this week. Right, so the Warriors will win that. You think? You have the Roosters. So you're not going to win that. Yeah, but... Well, but... Very defeatist. It could be a team that you know, wants to do a solid... Now... For the little boys. The next the next week, the Dragons have the Knights. Um the Tigers got Manly. The Knights can't really um <coughs> change their season too much or change their finishing position at this stage. They can uh, get a yeah. home game though, right? They can like they still be playing for a home game in that first round. Um hang on. Uh, 
Oh, yeah, that'd take them to fifth. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, there's, so the Knights are playing for a home game. So we'll say they'll. And that is, and, and as we saw on the weekend, that is a big. Uh, yeah, for years, for it's been a big, yeah, a big for thing for them. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's it. Last round, Glenny. To avoid the spoon, you need to beat Manly in the last round. Provided the Dragons go down twice. Um, so the Dragons go down twice? No. So what you're saying is it's pretty much guaranteed. I gotcha. That we're going to miss the spoon. And look, it's it's what we deserve. So if you... If you beat Manly, you have to beat Manly by 48 points. Yep, so guaranteed then. Yeah, okay, unlikely. I got you. Thanks, really appreciate it. And, and you'd have to, the Dragons would need to cop a couple of, um, well, nah, just, cop a couple of losses on the way through too, like heavy losses. They could, I've just got, they've got 12 point losses. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so, so, so it could be, it could be, you have to beat Manly by 80, so, you know, calm down. <laughs> yeah. That's, and like I'll go on the record, it's the only, if it stopped you from getting a spoon, it would be the only fucking scenario where I'd be cool with it. But still probably ref's <laughs> fault. Well, you know, probably. I mean, <laughs> provided the decisions were all above board. Ruben does do a summer. Because Ashley Klein would find a way to get in there and fucking award an 80 point try to the Tigers. <laughs> There's no rule ten, for it. I mean, ten so ten you... manly players came in with knees. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Um, I forgot where we're up to now. Delicious. Hey, uh, while we're talking, so while we're still on the West Tigers, like, the last thing we got. Brooksy's fucking parting gift. <laughs> no, save that. We've got that for the socials. Everyone's asked. Okay. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. We'll do save it. All right, the uh, Panthers forty defeated the Titans forty. Drag- Dragons, isn't it? Oh, did I miss a game? Did oh I? no, you didn't. Sorry, my bad. No, my yeah. bad. Yeah, uh, Panthers forty defeated the Titans fourteen uh, at Hope Solo Coliseum. The uh, Panthers tries to Dylan Edwards double. Uh, Yo Peachy Jenkins, mm. Liam Martin, Stephen Crichton, Cleary six conversions. Uh, Titans fourteen tries to Haas. Cam Pereira and Fafita, one conversion from three attempts to Jaden Campbell. Now, you were at this game, were you not? I was at the game. Um, so, I would like to start by giving um, my critique of the Gold Coast Titans as a club and as a host. Uh, so, What's changed since COVID? I, don't, I, well, went, I went down there during... The last time I was there, I think, was Manly versus Titans in the 2021 season. Mm-hmm. That's okay. the last time we've had a game there, I think. So to, to start off, we we went down there. Obviously, we got family down the coast. Yep. Um, so we drove down, caught up with the family, and then all got the train in to the game yep. together. Yep. So if you are going to a Titans home game, that's the fucking way to do it. Yeah, the way I would do it, if I didn't have uh, family to go, I would, I, would dr- I would drive to Narang Station and then catch it one stop down to Rabina and walk to, <coughs> to the ground from there. Would, would, yeah, would, would, however yeah. you do it. But yep. not only is it fucking quick and efficient, but it's a fucking good vibe. Because at that stage on an afternoon, everyone on that train's going to the footy. Yep. Right? And it's at that stage, people's hopes are still alive. Everyone's happy. Everyone's cheering. Um, and Titans fans don't go to the game. So it's only you're, in, you're with it. your own traveling fan base. So. Exactly. And so then you get off the train, which again was a great experience. And then you walk to the stadium, which is a you know one or two two block walk. Um, you get in there. Uh, it was you know the most nonchalant bag check that I've ever fucking seen. Uh, um, so 
So you got all the bags in, is that what you're That's saying? That's it. I was going to say, walked in with all party favours. So all your we... bags, you had, you had plenty of bags in there, so... Well, like, you know, fucking... He was on the Gold Coast, I mean, when in Rome. I, I hid it in the fucking nappy bag, so we, we took the whole family down there. So, you know, if you're going to put it somewhere, like, you know, you don't put it in the nappies, that's just... You know? Jay, well, Jay, what, what are you doing with that talcum powder? <laughs> Can I have it back, please? My, no. I don't want my nose to leak. <laughs> my nose is kind um, of chafed. Now, Titans games, what, what are they? Like, they fucking advertise the figures at those games at between nine and 11,000. Right? That's what they announce, usually. Yeah, this right? one was 19101, apparently, the official. 19101. And... What I'm saying is, the ones that they announced between nine and eleven thousand to don't have fucking nine to eleven thousand people there. This thing had fucking full on twenty thousand, and they were all Penrith fans. <laughs> it was legitimately like a Penrith home game every time, and so much so that when every time I was like downstairs, whether it was you know with one of the kids to the bathroom or or getting food or whatever, you'd hear the fucking eruption, and you know that feeling like when you're at SunCorp. Yeah. And you're out there and you hear the eruption and you're like, oh, fuck, what's going on? <laughs> it was exactly the opposite. It was the... <laughs> you knew um, it was good news. You knew it was good news. Uh, unfortunately, if you go to, what is it, fucking Seabus Hope Solo Coliseum? Yep. Uh, I hope Google you don't... Maps officially or Facebook locations mm. officially Hope Solo. I hope you don't want anything to eat because there's a, like, a red rooster on one side of the fucking stadium. There's a weird fucking hot dog there's, place. There's the usual sort of footy food thing with like the hot chips and there's one of those chicken strips and shit. One of those, and a like they've tried to do like there's like two food trucks. Yeah, I saw that last time I was down there too. They had right. a food truck parked inside under the concourse there, and they must have put an ad out and said, "Can the fucking dumbest cunt operators?" please come and provide their food trucks to the Gold Coast. Damn and shame. What were they? Um, oh, it was the fucking, the burger so There was like, like a German sausage one, I think, last time I was there. Nah, that wasn't it. It was like the, a burger. Like okay. uh, bur- burgers, chicken nuggets, dagwood dogs and... Oh, okay. Look at that. Um, act- actually making orders in order. Right. was a fucking struggle. Yeah. Um... Running out of food was a fucking struggle. So they obviously don't share ticket info with any of the food vendors. Yeah. Because we jumped down for food. One of the kids needed to go to the toilet 10 minutes before halftime. Yeah. And before the halftime whistle went, they'd run out of food. Jeez. So. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's awkward wow. for them. That's as, it. As uh, food service operators. And, well... The fucking conduct of that stadium and its absolute fucking pathetic shortcomings is echoed in the team because the Titans are an absolute fucking rabble. They had every opportunity to take Penrith out in this game. Mm-hmm. They came out fast, like first points on the board, and then even after Penrith came back at them and put points on, it was, fuck, I think it was like four, 22 to 14. Yep. And the Titans were fucking right in this game and Every time they had the opportunity to put the screws in and turn them, they'd fuck it up. And not, you know, oh yeah, they were running a play and it was just that last pass that didn't stick and they've almost got them beat a couple of times. They would just do something fucking dumb and throw the ball away. To, to coach that team and some of the fucking decisions they make 
is just absolutely horrendous. And especially when... I guess technically they're uncoached at the moment, though, so there is that. Well, I'm not saying there haven't been coaches there previously. Yeah. And it's not like they've changed the way that they play. This new fucking Titans, it's not a... Oh, since the coach left, this is what they do now. Um, But it's stuff like... You saw the Fafita try that he scored. The... Mm. Why they aren't setting him up to run in that side of the field at every fucking opportunity? That was very. That was actually. That was the one thing you talk about coaching. That was a very smart video session thing. Yeah. That identified that the, the, the Panthers park Cleary out there in those sorts of in in that sort of position of the field in those sorts of sets. And so, and the way that he sort of misdirected, like he was sort of yeah. just like wandering around casually, like he wasn't going to be in the play and they were going to go in, mm-hmm. infield. And then they turned and then, you know, the second the ball's played, he switched on and got it. And then he knew that, yeah, you know, I mean, he went in easily, but I he mean, even, even if they had have been awake to it, yeah. he still would have, it just would have been trampling fucking Cleary anyway, which would have been and, no problem either. And this, this is that thing to have fucking someone, not only his size, but with fucking pace on him at yep. that size to be running at centers and wingers and gaps in between them. Fucking hell. So that, that that's one of those plays that you can see it being set up and just by mm. his presence there, there's your fucking advantage. Because what can they do? They can do nothing and he's just going to overpower people or, well, fucking get some numbers out there and then all of a sudden they're short the other side. Yep. You know? So... Um, there's, there's opportunities there for the Titans. But then, after he does something miraculous like that, he's just fucking dropping balls cold and giving away dumb shit penalties. The, yeah. The fucking plus minus on him must be so fucking frustrating for a fan. Um, the other fucking great thing about that was seeing Dylan Edwards live. Like, I cannot say enough about his positional play, how he prepares, how he reads... There, there was not a fucking stage where he didn't look like he had the fucking opposition's playbook and was 10 seconds even before their fucking halves. The way he just adjusts to situations and puts himself exactly where he needs to be, absolutely miraculous. Um, yeah, again, Penrith Pen- Pen- did their Penrith thing. They stayed in the game, played their own game, wound them down, and then when the opportunities were there, they took them. What else do you say? Storm, 38, defeated the Dragons, 28, at Wynn Stadium. Uh, Storm, hat-trick to Warbrick, uh, double to Eliasa Katoa. Coates and Jerome Hughes with tries, four conversions and one penalty goal to Nick Meany. Dragons, 28, uh, double to Billy Burns. Tyrell Sloan, uh, Amoni and Rabalar with tries. Ben Hunt, four or five conversions. So close. I thought the Dragons, yeah. yeah. I thought the Dragons really took the game to Melbourne early on. And, and the Storm... <clears throat> it seemed like they they just wanted to muster enough interest and, and energy to to do precisely enough to get the win. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were a long way from impressive. Uh, I thought they have again they they lent heavily on their bigger names. Harry Grant had some good moments and um, Jerome Hughes the absolutely Dragons crucial. Were, yeah, sorry. So like Jerome Hughes absolutely crucial for them. Yeah, I'm even more convinced that the like the the magnitude of the loss against Panthers without Hughes that night. Yeah. Like, mm, it's yep. like it, it's strictly because of the yeah the lack. I mean, they would have lost this game without him too, for sure. Yeah, and yeah, I was I was impressed by by how the Dragons really took the fight to the Storm, and and 
like you say, there was only those couple of elements that, that saved Melbourne from a pretty embarrassing defeat. Um, Big last, like, 20 minutes or whatever from Katoa. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I will... I want to give a rap to Will Warbrick. He, especially... He has the advantage of being in the Melbourne system and being coached by Bellamy, but he might be 12 months away from being in the in the best handful of wingers in the comp. He's got... Obviously, physically... He's got all those attributes, but his speed, um, his willingness to back himself um, in space, his finishing, uh, really impressed with with his season this year and and what's to come, Uh, especially in that Melbourne system. They'll they'll definitely extract every last ounce of ability out of him. He's, um, He's had a great year. The interesting thing about this one... um it's one of these nice little insights you get from Cooper Cronk and what he what he brings to to commentary. He said something. It was a, a half a throwaway sentence, but it really sort of struck home. Uh, he was talking to one of the players afterwards, and and they essentially said, you know, Craig's not going to be happy because the the Melbourne Storm don't lose games like this to the team running second last. Like, don't yeah. don't lose a game or don't win a game letting in 28 points to the team coming second last. Yep. You know, which which I think says more about Melbourne and their potential in this final series because you look at a, a bunch of the other results from around the weekend. And, you know, things exactly like you alluded to, Nate, that the Warriors had the opportunity to really put, put a, a non-eight team out of their misery but didn't get it done. Um, I, I still can't count Melbourne out. You know, they, exactly as you said, they looked disinterested. They were almost like they phoned it in and, and just knew, okay, yeah, we'll get this done and this is what we have to do to win. Um, they've had some losses this year that they shouldn't have had, but I can't count them out just because they are the fucking Melbourne Storm and a finals Melbourne Storm is a different beast entirely. Yeah, I agree. Exactly. The Knights 29 defeat the Rabbitohs 10 at McDonald Jones Stadium. The Knights 29, a hat-trick to Marziu. Uh, Saifidi, Kloon, and Best with tries. Ponga, two of six conversions. Kloon with a field goal. Rabbits uh, tries to Cook and uh, Shaq Mitchell. And Latrell one of two conversions. South's a fucking... They're just behind Parramatta for being cooked. Oof. Yeah, window window shut kind of territory here. Yep. Before we before we get too heavily into CS, I, I think the Knights their their role at the moment seven in a row, really impressive. You know, and it's not just Ponga; they're getting you know plenty out of even guys like Marju, um, Tyson Gamble. Their forwards are, are more than prepared to to do that. Adam Clune sitting on the sidelines, you know, he yeah, for fucking yeah. like a whole year, pretty much. You know, gets his chance and, and does a job. Exactly. Um, what they've done at the back end of this season has has been great to watch. I, I don't know that they're going to go deep into the finals, but as we, as you guys said before, uh, a home game in week one is is absolute gold for the Knights. Given you know that that crowd was. Was was really impressive and and then got right behind them as they always do, whether they're 
in the eight or running last, the, the crowd always always turns up. So um, I think Latrell probably had one of the worst games of his career. Um, he was he was quite ordinary, uh, just in general play in the moment. At, you know, obviously the moment at the end of the game, which he's always had a bit of that in his game. Um, let's be honest, but he's um, the, it just when the, seems chip, when like the chips right are the down moment. and shit's really going against him. Yeah. It's fucking in his game well and truly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the media is definitely, definitely Sias are the, the flavour of the week. Um, yeah. And I don't know that, yeah, that Luttrell hasn't handled that particularly well across the course of his career when, when the knives have really come out. But he does also, um, should he come back in, in the finals, what's he got, two weeks? Yep. So, so yep. yeah. So, so they got a buy, and then they, they got the buy, and then they got the the last round. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's a type of game where you, you sort of fast forward to to what the narrative is at the end of the game, and it's he's the type of player where they're like, oh well, you know, he's a champion player, and he come back and answered his critics. If he doesn't, and physically he's he's off the pace at the moment, that's that's yep. reasonably obvious, and. If he doesn't, yeah, I think that's pretty damning um, on Latrell, and and you know he's he's going to have a bit of soul searching and, and a hell of a lot of work to do across the off season to to well, claw there's been, back there's some been, there's credibility. Been some, there's been some um, some text messages that we've seen today, uh, Jay and I, which I you know I don't put a lot of stock in because you know they're those random, mm. you know probably manufactured things. But, I mean, there was an article from um, from uh, Andrew Webster in the Herald today where there was a quote in a video session that Latrell Mitchell snapped at Cam Murray for not passing him the ball when he wanted it. And he said, when I call for it, give it to me, according to people yeah. in the room. And to which Cam Murray replied, most of the time you're not there. <laughs> so, That's reading between the lines, Cam Murray to Manly, let's go. <laughs> yeah, look, that, here's the thing. That text message, it fucking goes through, and it's essentially a checklist of the big South's names. Yeah, yeah, and that it tells, bad about it tells the, a story about <laughs> something disgruntled about them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, and and I'll tell you what, I've had a lot of text messages. I've had a lot of mates be in some shitty situations. Yep. And, t- and tell me about it on text messages. Very nice. I, I don't think I've ever received a text message from a mate that's more than four lines long. <laughs> you know what? You probably have from me, but I want a Mac, so I've got iMessage on my Mac, and so I'm literally typing. I'm not trying. To, I'm not trying to push it in with my thumb, you know. So, um, but I never, never the war and peace like the shit you and I saw. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm calling shenanigans on that. Yep. What I'm not calling shenanigans on is the fucking disappointment of a season that is Latrell. Yep. And for no for no other reason than just pure, raw, unadulterated potential talent, he gets the English comparisons. Yep. And yeah, we we were chatting about it the other day, Nate, that that Greg Inglis would come back from an off season. Yep. Overweight, underdone. And he'd turn up and you would see him run in to round one. Like, do you remember yep. that first time he played for the Bunnies? Yep. Yep. And he Vividly. came back and you were like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, he's 
He's done. He's out of Melbourne now. Yeah. He, what have you done, CS? Yeah. You know, he's unfit and da 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 da, da. And, he, and he just has this all-time game. And it's not yep. the best Greg Inglis game that he ever could have had. But it was better than any other fullback in the competition at the time. Mm. And yep. and he he was in peak form by origin. And even when he was working himself into peak form, his efforts were never questioned. Yep. Unfortunately, that's what seems to be the issue with Luttrell. And the the stats, it was you that shared it today in our in our group chat, mate. Yeah. What was it? Yeah. Like two two hundred plus meters and yeah, 12, like twelve tackle, tackle busts. breaks and yeah. The, that makes it all the sadder. Yeah. That are fucking phoning it in, you know, so far from does, Max yeah. Effort Latrell. Yeah. Is two hundred meters and twelve tackle busts. Yeah, and the thing that, that stat line doesn't show is like, you know, they were chasing points and so just the inact just the pass poor passes, you know, the rushed passes, yeah. you know, bad defense. Uh, you know, as a fullback, um, yeah, Souths are fucked. Like, I mean, and there's definitely other stuff going on behind the scenes there. We had this, the thing, you know, with the way that Sam Burgess has been, you know, pushed out early, and you know, he's going to coach in England now. Um, and then you had the um, the situation with Demetrio liking, uh, you know, it was, it was about two two months ago the game, but he's on Instagram and liked the tweet where a fan was saying. You know something. I'm paraphrasing, but it was yeah. like, you know, how are we gonna, how, how, of course we, of course we're losing the game with, with, um, you know, with retards like Liam Knight and uh, I can't remember who else the other one like Jacob Host in the side, and then Demetrius liked that comment on a fucking post, and he's had to explain himself to players and apologise subsequently, I believe, but, I mean, that's real losing the dressing room type of shit right yeah. there. That's it. And look, you know, they should never let him back in the comp in the first place. So I'm not mad. No. Oh, God. What, Glenny? I said, oh, God. You get some bad news then, mate? No, the bad news is... Did you get a texter from Ricky? No, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Ricky, the Raiders 36 defeated the Dogs 24 in GIO. Um, Timoko with two tries. Uh, Croker, Kotrick, Rapina, and Papali'i with tries. Uh, six conversions from as many attempts to Croker. The Dogs tries two. Wilson, Karaz, Sexton, and Liam Knight. Four conversions four attempts to Matt Burton. Not much to say about this game other than the fact that the Raiders just continue to pretend their way into the finals and where I think they're going to be horribly exposed, um, which is not uh, one degree more than what they deserve or their fan base, Mike Stevenson in particular. Oh. <laughs> Gee, there's some bad defence from fucking old uh, Matty Burton in this game. <laughs> Like fucking hopeless. I mean, the money that he's been. I mean, that guy. Man, I, I like know. the guy, but I you like can the only, guy. But you can, you can only be around that stink for so long before it starts to stick. If you know what I mean. And, and because the, this the this, effort, this Raiders side, believe me, this Raiders side, they want to they want to lose right now. Yeah, badly. They are fucking dying to lose games. Yeah, they can't get enough of losing games at the moment, and to still. Lose a game after being given the game by these guys is just fucking unforgivable, really. I don't know. I mean, how do dogs fans see that game? I mean, does they see that game as was that like a step in the right direction or like you know a, a moral victory or? Oh, they'll try and turn it into a positive. I'm sure it's what they do. 
regardless of how bad the situation is. But the fact remains that the, the dogs, and we've said it time and time again, they continually make these investments into to big name players and, you know, poach Seraldo from out of the Penrith system and think that that's going to be the recipe for success. But there's just something missing. And try as he might, I don't think Sexton is the answer in the halves. Um, but I mean, he was when he remember when, when he first landed, yeah. it was like, oh my god, this is exactly what they fucking mm. needed. Hasn't had that same success, really. No, it's okay. To, you know, look, at the end of the day, Luke Brooks turned one outstanding debut game for a club into a eleven-year career. Which was rewarded with a barbecue, which we'll get to later. But um, well, it's been rewarded. Been rewarded with a a, a very <laughs> half the dollar value contract, <laughs> and you know, and a premiership ring in the next two years. So oh, I mean, you know, he's, you know, he's getting his. That is ridiculous. <laughs> um, yeah, the Raiders. You know, <laughs> say what we want about the Dogs, and and they've got plenty of problems, and I don't see them fixing it next year either. But. The Raiders, I don't know whether they have it in them to, to get to the finals and, and wash away what's been a pretty uninspiring run into the finals, if I'm honest, and, you know, ha- and you know reset and get back to their best. I, I don't know that. Like, I'm, I'm guessing, I'm guessing when it was, but it seems like around, like, round eight to ten, like, around then, like, you know, they're actually looking like they pieced it together. Mm. Everything's working beautifully. Forwards are killing it. Now, I, I, I just I think it's irreparable. I mean, we look at a team like the Storm, and you just know that they've got better. You just know there's better in them, mm. and you know it's better that they can reach. Yeah, and Raiders. I just don't. And I I believe there's a statistic that I saw earlier tonight. Let me see if I can uh, just to talk about how fake the the Raiders are. I think it was something like, oh, fuck, I need to find it. Um, it's They are the first time in, oh, I, was gonna, I thought I was going to say the first team in ages. No, first team in history that will finish the season potentially with a winning record and a points differential of minus 100. Mm. Oh. So, so, yeah, that's where it is. And it's fucking crazy when you see that most of the top eight are like, you know, sitting there nicely, to, you know. They're all sort of like, you know, around, there's a whole group of them there, about 130. Yeah. Plus 130, and then you've got Canberra in the middle of it. <laughs> Minus 108. Anyway, look, they were challenged by the dogs, though, and they did have what it took to sort of, you know, hit back and, you know, take them out. So, you know. I'll tell you, on, on the side of Birdo. Because it's been fucking ages since we've had a good one of these. I want to see everybody's um, position change teams. So come up with a whole fucking team mm-hmm. of players who change position during their career. Now that right. doesn't that doesn't mean you know that they're a fucking like Luke Lewis would be an example. Mm-hmm. You know he legitimately would be an example, right? No, I want them to have had a fucking like to have been good at both positions. Darren, so Darren Lockyer was good at both positions. No, he Come was good. At, he was good at fullback. He was good at fullback, 
and then he had Tony Carroll that fucking protected him. Well, that was what a, a defense. What a time I mean, to be still... alive with, with Nathan, Nathan is defending I, I, Darren when Lockyer. I'm trying, when I'm trying to defend Darren Lockyer, if I'm trying to defend Darren Lockyer, you know, you know it's fucking like... This is what happens. You start, you start fucking refs faulting. You start off doing it ironically. It's like people that say, mm, feet as a joke. <laughs> now all of a sudden you're saying that Darren Lockyer was a fucking good number six and not just a fucking boot that Tony Carroll covered for Jesus Christ um, yeah anyway put put fucking bald fucking coat gargler in there if you want to but there you are your position swap he's like Glenn he's a, fucking, he's a he's an absolute fucking stalwart of the MI <laughs> Shill and Santos fucking Raping the countryside out west. <laughs> oh, I love it. So yeah, okay. So you want to say you want you want people to get a third, like a thirteen together, or yep. Don't need right. a bench. Don't need a bench because that's not a fucking position. Yep. There's um, your homework. I can. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> Josh Schuster moved from fucking back row to to five eight to bench to Blacktown. I mean, he's moved a lot of positions in one year. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, so that's it. So now we've got to do your uh, the hot button topics of the week. Let's what go. What for me? In the CEO shorts. There's a couple of uh, good questions this week. So, Glenny. Glenny. Oh, Rev Sonny gave us one. He said, uh, I walk past Leichhardt Oval every day when I go to the gym. I can't believe I didn't notice this until today. So he showed us uh, a photo of the 2018 Twill Tourist sticker that is still going Lovely. strong on a fucking yeah. very prominent street sign, no less. Yeah, and I don't, and I so, don't want to, and I don't want to, you know, put anyone in the shit. But I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure I know who's responsible yeah. for that sticker. Yeah, Glenn, big guy. Yeah, um, pretty sure a big guy teed it up. Dino. Dino said, given the Tigers farewell, the little master Brooksy with a mini barbecue, what other gifts would have been appropriate for him, Glenn? Keys. Maybe a Shetland pony? <laughs> no, not a Shetland, like one of those mini horses, you know, like not a Shetland, like the actual mini horse, like the size of like a German yeah, shepherd. Oh, I that's what I meant. Yeah, oh. yeah, those mini horses are fucking great. They're magical little creatures. I wish I had enough land to have one. You should get a mini horse, Glenny. How much land do you need? Well, it's you a mini horse. It's the same, horse, same size as a fucking dog. Yeah, about the size of a German Shepherd. Yeah. <laughs> People keep German Shepherds in apartments. Yeah, well, I mean, I have a German Shepherd at this house, so probably maybe I could fucking... Maybe you could. There we go. You've talked you into it. <laughs> yep, Teach it excellent. to ride. <laughs> 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 oh, fucking hell, Brooksy. You can do a lap of the house every time Brooksy pumps his little legs there next There is year. not... <laughs> There is not enough gifts in the world to give Luke Brooks uh, to show the the you know the appreciation and the respect that he deserves from uh, a long tenure at the club and showing loyalty where others wouldn't. And I wish him all the very best nice. at Manly. But what listen, else could they have given him? Listen, as a gift? listen, like you like a long tenure player. How long has he been there, Glenny? You say it was eleven like years. Eleven years or something. So what sort of what sort of gift is appropriate to give a a, a long serving? Player, well, the first thing you do is give it to them behind closed doors. If no matter what it is, it'd be, with the, it'd be, it'd be like you know, add a thing with the with the players. Mm. You know, like not actually on the you know. 
out there on the yeah. field in a game where he's not actually Surely playing. Surely you'd give him a, you know, signed, commemorative, framed fucking jersey or something with, yeah. you know, big moments of his career or, yeah. you know. Something with like a little plaque or something at the bottom that had like the names of like all the players he played with or something like that or, you know. Hmm. Like just another, an, you know, another plaque that just said 11 years of your life. So they could You'll never get fig- back. Figure it, figuratively give it back to him. Because yeah. I've seen people just defending it saying like, look, it's a known thing amongst the, the West Tigers that Brooksy loves to cook. So, so this is a perfect gift. This Brooksy has been on one point one five million dollars a year. Here's the thing. I think everyone Brooksy... I know that loves to cook. Do you know what they don't have? Things to cook with. Yeah, yeah, and all. But but if Brooksy genuinely, it was loves the to one cook, thing he was missing. He loves then, to cook, but he never had anything he, to cook he, with. If he loves to cook and makes one point one five million dollars a year, you know that he's got fucking all the top-of-the-line fucking European yeah. shit throughout his kitchen. He's probably got a fucking... If he's got a swimming pool, if he's got a, if he lives in a house and not like an apartment or something, he's got a pool and he's got a fucking outdoor kitchen with everything fully loaded. What he doesn't need is a beef eater, big bug two, burner barbecue and trolley that costs $999 at Bing Lee. <laughs> Bing Lee? With the... With, oh, with, that with, with Bing Lee, that's a blast from the past. I literally looked this fucking barbecue up to see what it was and what it was worth, you know, for the purpose of discussion on this show, and that's what it was. And then I clicked on the Beef Eater website, buy online. Bing Lee's the funniest option. They were also the cheapest at nine ninety nine. So you know, you know that's where they got it from, then. Get... If it's the cheapest one. Well, well you, you'd think that like a club... Pasco would still be negotiating they... the price down for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. What if I bring you a show bag? What can you do? What sort of price can you do? Is yeah. it cheaper for cash? I'll get my mate Harry Triggerboff down here to pay cash for it. <laughs> Glenn, careful. 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 You're going to get a lawsuit. Carmen Sandiago is a litigious little fuck. It's like it's his job or something. Fucking bring it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're all right. We, we, we're not in an, on, an ongoing feud with him. He's, he doesn't need to score points against us. We knocked his ass out a long time ago. Fedora, where fuck, bring it. Um, (laughs) What's the next hot button topic? (laughs) Not fedoras. Uh, Lando, have Penrith become what Manly once were in the eyes of most fans that don't follow either? Um, I don't think so. So I did come back and say, oh, um, what do you mean? He said, intensely disliked because of their success and perceived as a bit of a protected species. Been a lot of... Ch- oh, well, see, I don't, can't take anything you fucking say seriously anymore because you have referred to Twitter as X. Uh, he said, probably... there's been a lot of chat on X lately. Oh, so... It's what, like, it's, what it's, it's what it's called, but I refuse to fucking... Yeah, it's like... Yeah, fucking hell. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That is the Dolphins fans of fucking... The only X in my life is X videos. And fucking X- <laughs> exhibit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no. Um, I think there is a general perception or, or a general vibe towards Penrith, which, which only comes after a prolonged period of success. It's happened to the Broncos. It happens... To, you know, teams like Manly, um, Melbourne. I think Melbourne. I Melbourne think are an exceptional teams. case because of the the Manly one was from a day was from a day gone by before social media when cunts just did what their parents told them to, 
because of something that happened yeah. fucking in the in the fucking you know perceived that happened in the seventies or you know eighties etc. Um, well, I mean, it yeah. wasn't perceived; it legitimately happened. I well, what what exactly happened? Well, nothing fucking happened exactly. But what I'm saying is, here, the difference is my take on this Stared is that with, fucking fibro behaviour. See, you were, you were born into that. With Penrith, it seems to I be directed squarely at the players. With the Hardy Flex fucking asbestos fucking pumping through your veins. <laughs> um, with Penrith, it's directed as the fucking at the players. With all of those other ones you mentioned, Glenny, it was directed at the club. Yeah, I it didn't matter who was playing for the club. Uh, or yeah, like, that. yeah, like with Penrith, it's squarely at, you know, people hate Luai because what he did. Um, people hate Cleary for a whole bunch of he, reasons. Because of what he did. Um, <laughs> but, but it's not a, the Penrith Panthers are shit. No. Mm. So I, I, think people, that's I, the, I think people hate their fans more than they hate the fucking club. Yeah, and I can see why. Which, <laughs> which is the reason. right way. Absolutely. Uh, Simon, Gosh. he said, is Nate Hashtag okay? not all fans. Like, I know, like, probably three. Hashtag me too. No one in, no one in this conversation, though. Um, oh, Simon, you know, he has his moments. Simon <laughs> says, uh, is, is Nate okay? Sucks missing out on the finals. Um, of course he's okay. Diesel, he doesn't have the ability to feel anything. Big Diesel mini exactly. chubby after Ben Jesus performs a miracle. Uh, and Stepdad, the most boring team in the NRL. Beating a coachless team is awesome. See you in the finals. Fucking hell, the Warriors make one finals run. And all he's just gone. He's gone. He's gone all Dairy Queen. Yeah. But to answer the question, yeah, I'm I'm fine because I don't feel I anything. Don't shackle, I don't shackle my mental health to the fucking actions of brain damaged meat puppets. <laughs> <laughs> On, <laughs> well, and people who do, I, I, pity, I pity you because I mean, you know, I was, I was probably like that back in you know back in the day when I was a kid. But um, my God! Now you're old as fuck. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your fucking weekends, regardless of what happens. The cunts yeah. that you, you know, that, that, that never give a fucking thought to you. Do you know who says? Do you know who says that? Fans of fucking loser teams. All you have to do is make sure your team just doesn't lose, and you don't have to worry about it. It's fucking easy. Oh, oh so had had you? So had, please tell me the secret. How do you make sure that happens? My team just doesn't lose. I just. Mate, you said you got to make sure you got you, yeah, you got to make sure. Is that what you used to do Don't... when Adrian Pertell was in your fucking side? <laughs> Shut the fuck up! <laughs> it's not kind to talk about those eras. <laughs> but I think it was relevant uh, to the conversation. Oh, now we want kindness. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Pertell, um, Terry, Rapper and need a player in the head. Need a player in the back, an elbow to player in the head, result one penalty. He is kissed on the dick. He's a real cunt. He really is. No, I mean, like, no, not it's in a good a fact. way. Like, no, yeah, he, he's, he's like, grub. he's he's late season Latrell fucking year round, mm. and I'm stunned mm. that he doesn't get fucking get smacked with more stuff. Yeah, that's. I it. don't necessarily agree with everything that you know the Terry catalogued in that game. It wasn't that? I don't think it was that bad. But yeah, he's definitely like one of the most. Down like oh, and like I don't, it's he doesn't get suspended and penalised that much, Ugh. so you got to say he's got to be one of the most you know down low or like you know undercover grub cunts going yeah, around the game for it. sure undoubtedly. Um, Devon Head, he said Tyrone Peachy and Billy Walters are proof careers go to the West Tigers to die. Accurate. We'll see how Dano goes next year. That's it. We'll see how Brooksy goes next year. 
There's plenty more fucking, plenty more dossiers of evidence just waiting to be launched in 2024. The hits keep coming. <laughs> Daniel, Daniel said, Latrell should have been that, a training... quote that Counting Crow song. Speaking of fucking He'd shit music. Uh, <laughs> Daniel said, Latrell should have been a training this week instead of smashing tins with Luke Combs. Oh, come on. Can someone fucking explain this cunt to me? Which one? Country music. Why? Like, all, well, all of a sudden, I've fucking, I turn the the iTunes charts on. Mm-hmm. This this guy's done a cover of a Tracy Chapman car, sung in the voice of someone that fucks his sister, and all of a sudden he's an international superstar. Glenny, oh, you, I'm going to tell you right I, now before 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 Glenny opens his mouth, I'm going to make a prediction. Glennie massive Luke su- Coombs fan. Glenny is super fucking up with his his back catalogue. Knows everything about him, and probably tried hard but failed to get acquire tickets for his no, Brisbane. No, I, I didn't tour. actually try to get tickets, but um, yeah, I I do I do enjoy the music of Luke Combs. <laughs> <laughs> fucking point proved. Yeah. Fucking hell. No, explain explain. No, stepdad needs to know. He needs to know these well, things. So explain it to him. What do you to explain? I like something that. No, and, no, no. And, not why you like. You just just tell him who the fuck he is and what. He's, the, he's, he's the biggest. Is he's the biggest name in in country music at the moment, and one of the you know fucking. He's the guy that's he's on at the moment. That's it. It's fucking it's the Taylor Swift of country music. Bigger well, than Willie Nelson. Well, Willie, you know, Willie's a, a legend. He's just the biggest thing in country at the moment. Because okay. I, I have not seen fucking bogan white people froth this hard over a concert since the forty-plus blue-collar stay-at-home mums heard that Pink was coming to town. <laughs> that is the level of fucking froth that this cunt is in. And I got to say, to me. I get some very fucking racist undertones from it. Oh, fuck, of course you do. Because there is no fucking way that anyone can actually like this cunt for the music. Because it is what, a... What, so sen- he's fucking dashing good looks? Well, <laughs> the, exactly. He's a fucking fat ranger. He looks like a guy that fucking tailgates in the car park at exactly. Buffalo's Bills Homes games. And so it, it just, it has to be this thing that, well, this is the last, the last fucking car park of white music makers... So I have to hitch my fucking wagon to it and yodely fucking do. Why are you going to make it? Jesus Christ. Why are you going to the, pro- the problem is, the, the, the problem is that stepdad's facing is there's probably a huge crossover yes, between Luke Combs. Problems, let's Luke, be honest. Luke, Luke Combs ticket holders and listeners. Well, there's going to be, there's going to be like a Venn diagram I reckon, where you could put, you got to put like, like union people. Yeah. Autism. And Luke Combs. <laughs> Country music. And it's, it's, and it's probably like a, it's, if it's not like a biohazard symbol, it's a circle. It's Let me make it closer. fucking very clear. I have absolutely nothing against the good fucking union members of this country. That's not what you've been saying on the show. I've it's got the, evidence. No, it's the fucking... We, we or, record the, this show and they actually stay online after they've aired. I'm it, just is saying, act, just it, is actually, it is actually the fucking... The organisation itself that I have all the issues with. The members, fucking salt of the earth people. I'd be more fucking concerned if they actually listen to this cunt by choice with his fucking I wear a blue fucking work shirt even though I'm not fucking working I'm literally dire straighting money for nothing I would rather listen to you guys Do you, have you listened to any of his songs game again sorry have you listened to any of his songs no I, I've got I a fucking haven't. Tracy Chapman CD I know what fast car sounds like 
I mean, that's I don't no. I don't need a fat white guy to remind me of why he likes it. If I need that, I'll get fucking no, I won't say that. <laughs> do you need to, does, does one need to take a Tracy Chapman seat here <laughs> we're being honest <laughs> hey she was a stalwart of the 90s I guess um, yes <laughs> next hot button topic Fuck, are we still, uh, not done with these yet no Ross, this is my favourite part I love it Ross he said given Haas appears to have accepted an offer pretty similar to the one he previously rejected is there a feeling there has to be some thoroughbred involvement? No, they go. I think you got the ratchet clause in there, so that can it, the, the the money will go up with uh, increases the salary cap, and also it's only three years too, so yeah. it's not there's it doesn't matter what you know the, he he'll bank his you know one point whatever million per year over the next three years, and then he puts him in a position the cap will be you know his his legacy will be better. Um, his achievements will, you know, presumably be, you know, more numerous and the cap will be higher. So then he can just go, all right, next time it's going to be this. And maybe then he can do like a five year or, you know, or more. Um, Thomas, he says, is Latrell the biggest waste of money currently in the league in terms of performance and results versus cost? People always say he's a threat, but it feels like what, whatever that turns into the field just isn't worth it. And even before he got injured this year, it didn't feel like we were winning off his back often, but rather when the rest of the line gelled. The problem with Latrell, um, in terms of like, is he the biggest waste of money? The answer like, is no. The thing with Latrell is, is it also affects it, it affects the Rabbits so much. I mean, they invest they invest so much money into him. Even when he's there, it's not a matter of when he's there, when he's there and when he's not. I mean, he's. You know, like last week, he can actually physically be there as well, and it's just, and it's not just that he's like his lack of input doesn't help the side. It's the stuff he does input, like the grub shit, and you know that is like detriment to his side yeah. as well. Which is, you know, you don't you don't want to be, have like these massive marquee players where they actually do like that. Like at that level, I think the detrimental grub shit should be completely out. Yes, a hundred percent out of the game. Yeah, and they should you should never see that from those sorts of guys. But just to be pedantic about the way he has phrased that question, I would suggest no, he is not the biggest waste of money. Because like, and I say this with full seriousness. Do you know who is who costs more money and didn't make two hundred meters and twelve tackle busts on the weekend? Who? Fucking Tommy T. Well, he's injured, isn't he? That's what I'm saying. You expecting him to play injured? No, but I'm saying he is the biggest waste of money based on his injury history and based on him every year sitting so much of the season out. He's a bigger waste of money than Latrell. Yeah, we'll see. Right now? Absolutely not. Wonderful human being, ambassador for the game. I'm not saying he's a fucking... (laughs) You know? Hey, there's there's many aspects. There's many aspects to players. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. Um, where are we? Where are we? Where are we? Uh, Scott, dead rubber teams. Dead rubber teams. So this is a question for you two. What are your thoughts for the last two rounds? Would you prefer that your club let your senior players earn a bit of pride, or would you prefer they blood some juniors with some first grade experience? Wait till we have the team list this week, baby. Glenn, it's happening. Um, I'd rather them 
claw back a little bit of pride. Even if most of those good players are leaving the club? Yeah, they're still being paid. Play those motherfuckers. Yeah, okay. Yep, okay. Play to the final hooter, Glennie. Yeah, always in the game. Fulfill your, fulfill your fucking contract. Um, a new listener I've never heard from before said, how good was that membersode? Which, again, I've heard only fucking great things. Yeah, from pieces of shit. Talking pieces of shit. Uh, ben, I think there's a decent chance of a scenario playing out in which the Panthers play their seconds in the last game against the Cowboys, which means they lose and the Roosters miss out on the eight. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I think there's a very strong chance that the Panthers rest everybody in the last round, which lets the Cowboys... Yeah, I agree. Um, and Ryan, who I will give the comment of the round to and take fucking note, everybody else. He said, I think I've turned and now I'm on board the Dylan Edwards train. Consistently remarkable stats plus a lack of injuries don't lie. Surely he has to be in consideration for New South Wales origin next year. Unfortunately, he's not sexy enough. And let's be real. There are some fucking phenomenal fullbacks in the competition at the moment. And also, if you were looking to buy a performance vehicle and you bought several Mitsubishis and they all fucking broke down during game, for example, you'd really want to you'd want to you'd want to buy something different. You want to, you want to stop buying stuff from the Penrith dealership to State of Origin. <laughs> When the cunts just don't, when, when the cunts just don't, when they're, when they're just not suitable for the conditions. So, what are we fucking doing here? Is, is Dylan Edwards an Evo or a? Well, yeah, he can be he can be what he is, but I mean, what I'm saying is Penrith players suck at Origin, except for the great Kurt Capewell. So, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Again, what they don't do is leave a fucking blank spot for Freddie Fitler to put a fucking hooker at centre. That's what they don't do. Well, I mean, what Fred, what Freddie does, Talk, talking about shit breaking down, you want, might not you want to, be the best analogy you want to explain, for you there. You, you want to fucking, you want to try and explain fucking Freddie, Freddie Fitler's selections and Freddie Fitler's fucking so, interchange usage. That's a whole fucking episode by itself. <laughs> and, and 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 honestly, I think we've fucking done it about twenty times. That's it. Rightio, let's get on. To that was it, was it? Okay, so predictions. Okay, let's go around twenty-six. Rabbitohs get the bye. Um, put that into your game thing, into your predictor. Okay, Panthers take on Eels on Thursday night. Uh, the Panthers, uh, without uh, Thomas Jenkins, Toto comes back in there. And um, Edwards and Taruva are out. Uh, McLean makes his NRL debut. Jenkins, he's, he was out. He's back in again now. Thanks to, thanks to McLean going into fullback. Jenkins is on the wing. Um and Eisenhuth is out. I'm just going through the Thursday, the, sorry, the Wednesday cull. The eel side. Okay, uh, hands is out. In comes Sean Lane. Hopgood goes to lock. Uh, offhand Goway to bench. Madison to second row. And, uh... Please. I mean, it doesn't matter. The eels are cooked. They're phoning it in. They're going to cop a fucking big one. There's not, like, there is, there is no pride to speak of. They're not going out to Penrith for an away game and turning this this absolute fucking obliteration end of a season into into anything positive. 
nah. slide down the, the the table continues unabated. Agreed. Yep. Penrith, a dollar eleven favourites to to the seven dollars for the Eels. Oh, really? Um, yeah, that's all yeah, that needs so to be said uh, about this game. Yeah, that's yep. it. Yep. And I'm, I'm just going to scan my way down there. That's uh, that does make Panthers in the grand final rematch. The Panthers are the shortest priced team of the round. Warriors take on the Dragons. This one's over in New Zealand. Golden opportunity for the Warriors to uh, get closer closer to cementing top three. I don't know. I'm not looking at a predictor, so you'll have to tell me. Um, Jackson Ford goes to the bench. Uh, Josh Curran goes to second row. The Dragons side. Uh, Fenai is out. Zach Lomax comes into center to take this, his uh, spot. And... Um, that's it for the ins and outs. Just on on that one, a really fucking interesting one. The storm can't catch the warriors. So they the warrior, can't. The warriors okay. are cemented. Third. Well, sorry. If the warriors beat the dragons, yep, they cement yeah. third. They have third. It's fucking done, and that that's the difference between an automatic loss to Penrith, right, and playing the biggest pretenders in a top eight in the last fucking 50 years, Brisbane. Oof. <laughs> that seems purposely so, inflammatory. Um, for yes. one individual yeah. in particular. Look, it's, 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 some, it's something we didn't touch on last week, but uh, our, our dear friend Wars um, has unironically put the idea out there that in a grand final between the Panthers and the Broncos that the majority of neutrals would actually back the Broncos for a bunch of fucking reasons that, you know, amongst them that the Broncos are coming up or they're this. And I think this goes back to my point earlier. Any animosity towards Penrith is aimed at their players, whereas people just fucking hate Brisbane because of who Brisbane are, because of the club. Which runs far fucking deep, and because of their fans, the you, yeah, but you, you also have to go. You have to you have to take it a little bit further than that, and saying like, what's to say neutrals pick a fucking side they want to win anyway? If both of the teams are cunts, then you're just hoping for Bane or you know to fucking you know, destroy the field. Well, if, I, if fucking case, I don't need to. Fuck, I don't need to have a vested interest in a team winning to enjoy a game of football. No, not at all. If you say to people. What are your top three grand final moments, not including a grand final that your team was involved in? Yeah. Guarantee you that Ben Hunt dropping the fucking ball comes up in yeah. 100%, 100% of cases. Absolutely. And if they're not that callous, they'll say the try that Felty got just before it. Yep. You know what I mean? That's like, it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So. But the thing is, that's not because that's not, that's also not like fuck the Broncos, even though fuck the Broncos is a thing. It's just, it was just fucking. Funny. It's pretty fucked, the Broncos. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah it, I mean, okay, it is, it is funny. Eighty-five percent fucked the Broncos. <laughs> Fair enough. Look, I, I'm, I'm big enough to admit when it's I'm legitimately, I'm but it is nice to see ever happened in your life. So here we are. It, it is nice <laughs> to see day. that that um, that fucking constant vampiric need for validation from the fans of other clubs has not left Broncos fans. Well done. Be who you yeah, are. Yeah, and 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 I and like as a as a Manly fan, I find it fucking weird because I mean like for my entire lifetime we've thrived like don't want fucking neutrals. Yeah. 
you don't exactly. want the, you you want you know but um yeah so this 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 need for validation from some of these fan bases out there like just fucking enjoy enjoy your success while you've got it and you don't and, need to make un- every other fucking thing understand the lack of validation is because they fucking hate your success <laughs> yeah exactly like yeah. Anyway. I really enjoyed um, the so Broncos chat around this game. Warriors versus Dragons game. Um, Warriors by plenty. Stop being fucking surly, Glenny. Jesus, can we can we just fucking talk and go on tangents? That's what we're known for. The tangents, Glenny. The tangents are where the gold lies. <laughs> Let there be tangents. Fuck ya. Yeah. Uh, look, the Dragons have played at a very a very like consistent sort of level of football the last couple of weeks, like high completions and particularly like, you know, from the start of the game to sort of, you know, approaching half time. And so look, I don't think the Warriors, the, the Warriors weren't, weren't that great last week. I mean, so I think the Dragons can give them a little bit of fucking, a little bit of a smack in the chops and sort of make it, you know, make it hard for them. I don't think they'll win, but um, I think they can make life difficult for them. I don't think they'll yep. get as close as they I disagree. Get storm, Warriors by 30. No. Warriors can't fucking beat anyone by 30. What the fuck are you talking about? The, uh, what they beat the Tigers by? I don't know. (laughs) See? See? I'd like to read the the prosecution rests its case, Glenny. Dolphins take on the Cowboys at Suncorp Stadium. The Dolphins side, um, Katoa's out, JJ Collins out, Trey Fuller's out. In comes the Hammer, Lemuelu, Kenny Bromwich. Uh, Nick Arima goes from fullback to 5'8". Bostock, center to wing. Testing you, wing to center. SASA, front row to bench. You and Aiken, second row to bench. And Mark Nichols locked the front row. Fuck me. Against the Blaze. The Cowboys side. Valame's out. Mamai's out. Labert comes in. Uh, Finney Fuaki comes in. Talungi goes from center to wing. Lukey goes from bench to second row. Cowboys, Cowboys have to win. You'd think the Cowboys get this. Yeah, you'd think the Cowboys have... Again... I expect the Dolphins to fight it out, and the Cowboys, if they sort of bring if they bring that energy from last week to this game, then they might find that you know they may find find that they uh yeah the Dolphins are too close when it comes to you know it comes into the, the game and they yeah. give themselves a chance to get the win. Um, honestly, with the stakes and with the players that the Dolphins still have out, yeah, surely this ignites the Cowboys. So, uh, what happens if the Cowboys do win this one? Uh, if the Cowboys win, they go into eighth. Now, again, just looking at at for and against. So, I've I've got the Roosters beating the Tigers from earlier in the uh, in the show. Mm-hmm. So that means the Roosters um, finish ninth mm-hmm. because they would end up on thirty points, the same as the Cowboys. However, Cowboys for and against is twenty four, while the Roosters are negative fifty. And then you got the Roosters versus Souths in the last round, which is makes the last round a fucking spicy one. Yep. All right. Storms take on the Titans down at the Korean Housewife in Melbourne. Josh King is out. Alec McDonald comes in. Nelson Asafa Solomona moves to lock. Titans. Sami is out. Jaden Campbell is out. And they're both fucked too. I think they're they're dealing with that, four to five month fucking, recoveries. That was rough. Yeah. So they're. they're both of those guys are going to probably miss most of the preseason as well, I think, in recovery. Yeah, that's um, Fafita comes in. Kieran Foran comes in. Um, 
look, this is again, we're talking about the um you know, the Cowboys and the Stakes, we're talking about the the Warriors and the Stakes. I mean, surely the Storm handle these guys comfortably, especially at home. Um Nothing changes, win or lose. Right. Well, what happens? I mean, they're, they're still duking it out with um with the sharks, though, right? Who's that? Like they have to. They have, the storm have to keep winning because the because the sharks can come up and, and get them. Um. So the storm, well, the sharks are on thirty two points. The storm are on thirty six. Yeah, but the differential is so close that a win to the sharks would probably give them the points oh, to overcome. Sorry, the storm, the, right? uh, storm are on thirty four before this game. Yeah. So yeah, if if they drop this and the sharks win. The Sharks go into fourth. Yeah. Um, but and again... Look, and I think, look, look. let's look, look at the factors. A substandard performance against the, and, a, and a big scare against the Dragons. Sharks coming up behind them on the table, so they must win. And also, let's not Home game as well. A fucking revenge game from the last time they played the Titans. Yeah. What do you say, Glenny? I, I think the Storm... It's, it's, they have to. They have to win. I think the Titans are probably not on their level, and Melbourne really probably need to just fine tune for their finals campaign. I, I think they should handle the the Titans pretty easily. Yep, agree. Roosters take on the Tigers, Allianz Stadium, Saturday afternoon. Teddy is out. Drew Hutchison out. Dylan Napper out. Corey Allen comes in, Sam Walker returns to halfback, and Letters comes into the front row. Joey Manu will play fullback. Uh, Tigers, Simpkins out. In comes Will Smith, and uh, Appy is going to move back to hooker from halfback. Twal goes front row to bench. Clemmer starts in the front row. Yep. Big chance for fucking Tigers here. This is not an unwinnable I game agree. for the West Tigers. People have got a very fucking short memory about how the Roosters yeah. are traveling. Yep. Very short memory. $5 for the Tigers oh, yeah. and $1.17 for the Roosters, I think, is is not great. The more you put on, the more you get back. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> I mean, if they, they're giving they're giving you six to one, fucking, you know, you, you take those odds. I mean, it's free. It's, it's literally free money. <laughs> it is, but... You do. You look at the Tigers' side, and they got Will Smith at, at seven, which is a concern. But um, yeah, I, I think the Tigers just to, what they've shown over the last couple of weeks to to be competitive, and I, I don't, I don't rate the Roosters highly at all. What's so. the What's the deal with What's the deal with Brooksy? Because I, I mean, like he was named to play last week, right? And then he was just like a late, he was a late withdrawal. So that's how, yeah, so, so. Is that it for Is that it for him then? Oh, I think he's week to week. Right, so, so he's not even named in the twenty-two this week. So no. it's not even that he's a half a chance. Yeah, no. Yeah, I thought I just assumed he'd be back this week, but um, and and if he had to be back, it would be like you know, West Tigers got a fucking good chance here. And look, they still they still do. I mean, like you know, without Teddy there and Mister Fix at Hutchinson, I mean, I expect Sam Walker to have some sort of game. I'm not sure what it's going to be like. I mean, I thought he was he's been unfairly like you know victimized by by Trent and you know the fact yeah. he was injured when he was in reserve grade and you know it made it a pretty long runway for him to get his recall um but I think in the first place I think he was you know I think he was scapegoated unfairly in the first place it was never okay. as bad as they say um but mate all in on the Tigers let's try and avoid that spoon Glenny 
can't wait. Jesus. It's going to be you fucking sound, you sound devastating. Like it. You sound like absolutely it. devastating <laughs> blow for the big mouth fucking Dragons fans when they end up with the spoon. I love it. All right. The uh, Raiders take on the Broncos down in Canberra. The um, Raiders side, just some changes as far as who's starting and who isn't. Papa Lee moving to the front row off the bench. Uh, the Broncos side, Mariners out. Reynolds is out again. Um, Palacia is out. In comes Corey Oates. Jockey Madden at halfback. And Corey Jensen to the bench. The Broncos have performed very well when Reynolds has been out at times this season. Yeah, true. I think his input is far beyond being... I think his input is far more keenly felt as the head coach of the side rather than being the halfback. Yep. And so it's almost got to the stage where it doesn't matter really in these games, you know, not non-crunch games. It doesn't really matter if he's there or not. Um, and against when you're against a, uh, one of the, the true minnows of the eight in the Canberra Raiders, I just don't. Yeah. I, don't I don't think the outs are going to kill him that badly. Reynolds is the big out for the side, but you know Corey Oates coming in, coming back into the wing. I mean, you know, obviously he's going to do a job like he has for you know his entire career. Mm. And I, I just I don't yeah. see I don't see a pathway for the Raiders to win. They don't have him in the forwards at all. Timoko is forever dangerous, but he's going up against guys that have been far more dangerous this season. And also defensively yeah, fairly I, um, sound. I legit think that uh, the Broncos will, will give the Raiders a, a fair old touch-up in this game. Yeah. We, Raiders are only going to be continually exposed um, until their season eventually peters out in probably week one of the finals. Agreed. And, uh, well, not the final game. Okay, so the Doggies take on the Mighty Manly Sea Eagles at Accor Stadium, Sydney Olympic Park. The uh, Bulldogs side, Ockenbore is out. Uh, in his place comes uh, Curtis Morin. Um, Luke Thompson moves to start. Max King moves to start. And the uh, Sea Eagles side. Few changes this week with uh, Ruben Garrick out with a broken back. From the fucking thing that never yes. happened. Um, so Kohler goes to fullback. Schuster, they say the bench, not true. He's oh, he's out entirely. Uh, Maddo's out. In comes uh, Brad Parker back from his uh, HIA. Travoyevich, Burbo back into the second row, straight in from his HIA, and the debut finally. What round is it this time? 26, 25? 15 rounds later than I hoped it would happen. The fucking. Little Gordy, fucking Gordon Chan Kum Tong makes his debut in the 14. Um, the most electrifying hooker in the system and uh, killing it as captain of the Blacktown side who would, I think they were close to dead fucking last last year. This year, uh, he's taken them up to the point where they're going to play finals probably and they're good, the way they're streaking at this end of the season, they're a good chance to win the whole fucking thing. But uh, Little Gordy finally makes his debut. Um, love the kid. Been watching him through through the grades, top bloke, and a great fucking hooker, and a real throwback to you know two V type characters where these guys are just they've clearly been told their entire fucking life that they're too small to play in the NRL, and just through their you know sheer force of will and talent they actually make it happen. And um, I hope he goes well. Uh, he's exactly the kind of fucking hooker that, that Manly needs, especially when they get back to full strength with you know, guys like Tommy and that running off it. Um, 
he he played hooker through the preseason competition that they won, and uh, yeah, I fucking love it, and I can't wait to see him, and I hope he goes well. Um, and the Bulldogs, they just they're not fucking ready for this. Like no. little Gordy comes on, and it's just fucking Bukake, and the dogs are just going to be rubbing their eyes. And just and wondering who fucking sprayed him with the yogurt gun, and uh, manly, good chance of putting fucking Fuck forty to fifty points on. I don't think I have ever heard somebody fucking spelunking inside their own anus <laughs> as much as I have in the last thirty seconds. Hey, fucking when you see when you see a young guy, you've been watching him coming through the system, and you've been waiting for him to have his debut, and it finally happens. It's a fucking great day. But it's it's the it's the debut player debut I'm most excited about in fucking I can't even remember the last one probably fucking Tommy himself way back when <laughs> so um so yeah no, looking forward to it the uh, dogs one to twelve fuck off idiot <laughs> <laughs> the knights take on the sharks big game in the context of the uh, of the the final constitution of the top eight um. And also, just like I guess, gauging the teams that will will make up the top eight, you know what they, you know their future prospects may be. Yeah. Uh, the night side cloons out because Hastings returns. The Sharkies unchanged from their winning lineup. What's going to happen? I think Newcastle will win. Why? I think their streak continues. Uh, just the form they're in. Um, Sharks, whilst they've been better the last couple of weeks, have been uh, quite patchy. Um, Newcastle at home. I think that'll be too good, and I'll get another one. I, I don't know if this is just my, I guess if it ain't broke, don't fix it sort of viewpoint on a lot of shit, but would you move Clune? If, if you're AOB, given the way that that team's fucking humming at the moment. Yeah, but he only, he only, he only, stepped, in, he only stepped in for one. I, I know, but... It, I mean, Hastings Ugh. has been there for six or what's the streak? Seven. He was there for six of them. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he's obviously you know a key guy that does you know he's one of those guys that have, you know, earned the right to just drop in, drop out as but, as fit. And he's also five times the player Clune is. He but, is, hey, but first first game like first game back. Just yeah, he only had a week off though. It's not like yeah, he's fucking, okay. you know, yeah. he hasn't had forever out of the game or anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, the knights. The knights have they've got better defense than the sharks do. And they're more efficient when they get into the into the red zone in terms of converting their their chances into points when they get down there. Yep. The Sharks obviously have a you know yeah you know, at their best they have better attack. I mean the Knights it generally does sort of come you know it starts down one side and you know features a couple of recurring names like you know like Best and you know it usually starts from someone like Crossland or an offload from. Yeah, you know, one of the forwards like Saifidi, and then and or one of the Saifidis, and then and then you know it comes out to Ponga, and then you see you know guys like Marzu and the beneficiaries at the end. Um, don't know. It's at home for the Knights. You know, for you know they're going to sell the cunt out again. I mean that just that you know that 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 bandwagon just gets more and more momentum, and I mean they've always been fairly well supported from their crowds in good times and bad, but you know. In good times like this is when you bring back the ones that didn't make, you know, the the, the 20% that didn't make it out in the bad old days. Yeah, that's so it. So mm. it's going to be fucking humming there. Um, for me, the Sharks haven't proved that they're back fully yet. And this is the game that they will. Win this one. 
in in a in, you know in a in a style that in hostile territory. Yeah, yeah, and 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 win it, and you know, don't have to win it convincingly, but they, you know, win it not off a forward pass or some bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah win it, win it fair and square in Newcastle. Yep. I mean, you know, you're breaking a long winning streak. So yeah, that'll prove it. But I think, and I think honestly, and you know, until further notice, though, at home nights. Yep, agree. Because the machine's just rumbling too well. Agree. And the thing about the nights is when you look, you know, when you look forward into the weeks ahead. The problem is, I think they're playing pretty much as close to the best of their ability as they can at the moment, mm. and very consistently at that. Yeah, and I think that's and that's the thing that prevents them going further. I think because. I don't think there's. I don't, I don't think there is another gear. I think they're absolutely humming it. You know, a couple of weeks out from the finals, they're humming at their maximum right now. Yep. And uh, there's so many teams that aren't. But the Sharks, good chance for them to prove that they're you know getting close to it. But not this week. So with that in mind, what does that mean for the table at the end of this round? So with. This, this round, if everything goes goes the way we have predicted, and this is Panthers, Warriors, Cowboys, Storm, Roosters, Broncos, Seagulls, Man, uh, Seagulls Newcastle, mm-hmm. that would mean your top eight is uh, Panthers, Broncos, Warriors, uh, Storm, Knights, Sharks, Raiders, Rabbits. Right. Now, the Rabbits are on 30 points. Yep. Also on 30 points with worst for and against, obviously, are the Cowboys and the Roosters. Okay. Then you drop down to Manly in 11th on 27 points. Yep. All right. So, so there you have makes, it. It makes the last round, again, fucking just that last round matters. There are some fucking crackers. Yep. Absolute fucking crack. Which is good. In that last round. It's great when you've got some meaningful, you know, games that are, are, are more than nuisance value, you know? Yeah, fuck yeah. All right, there it is. Anything else to add, fellas? Go the Togs. Okay, Glenny. Go the cool. new host. That was... <laughs> that was 5.32, everyone. Thanks for listening. Uh, as always, thisweekinleague.com. Get there, all the links to reckon, social communities and everything else. Yes. Do you reckon Sam could get like a fucking a manly mate and a Penrith mate and just fucking fully top gear us? Just <laughs> <laughs> like a B team sort of. <laughs> That's it. We'll, we'll we'll go off and fucking get Amazon money for doing like one show a year. <laughs> I tell you, <laughs> we need that Amazon money to get to that Las Vegas game. I thought it, like it actually. Like it's it's highly fucking appealing, but it's um, in Las Vegas, yeah, it's fucking awesome. I just know too many people that are going. I'm just starting to fucking the FOMO starting to kick in. I was like, ah, yeah, it's in America though. I know, and also like you know going going that far, like you know you'd want to spend a decent amount of time there to kind of make it. Yeah, it's not a grand Worthwhile. final weekend. It's not like a four-day, five-day thing. No, no fucking way. <laughs> Plus, I'd probably die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. well, there's a benefit. Let's go. All right. Donate send, to the GoFundMe. Send, <laughs> send, us, send us to Vegas. We probably need about 
Well, we all jam into the same room. We probably need about, for the prices I've been looking at, we probably need about seven and a half grand to get there and stay. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. Spending. <laughs> Let's fucking auction off. Auction off the fucking host's job. This is our last hurrah. <laughs> How much will you pay to join Sam as the new host? <laughs> yep. Tigers, Tigers one's already settled. Um, obviously, yeah, Team Allegiance, you don't have to be a Penrith fan or a Manly fan, of course. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you just have to. You just have to either pretend or you just be a fan of, as long as you're not a fan of the other two, you know, so like it's, as long as there's three different ones, yep. can, as long as you come from three different angles, it's all good. Fuck yeah. Devil's three ways take, you know, well, they only take one form actually, but you know. Look, everything's fluid these days. <laughs> yeah, when you when you when you when you're dealing from a menu of thirty-two <laughs> possibilities, like, the combinations are endless. All right, Fuck yeah. that's it. Talk to you fuckers uh, next week. We will probably get together for a game companion at some stage, I imagine. Let's go. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Later. See ya. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.